Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, Carol. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me? Wonderful. Yes, I can hear you great, actually. That sounds good. I have a... My new headphones are really good. Uh, so, happy Easter. Did you have a good a good weekend? I Yes. Um, it was pretty quiet. Uh, well, I went to uh, I went to New York on Friday to see visit Mark and David, and um, both both of their girlfriends were free, so we we met for lunch, and then um, I just visited with them for a while. And that was nice. nice. They always appreciate when I can get up to the city. Cause... Yeah, so they're both in New York now. Yeah, one is well. One lives in Queens, and one lives in Brooklyn. Um, but they both. Uh, David works in Manhattan, and Mark he's he's kind of self-employed, so he uh, he has one of these uh, shared offices. Uh-huh. And um, anyway, they they come into the into Manhattan a lot, so I just take the train up and meet meet them somewhere. I mean, sometimes I'll go to their house, but. Driving to Queens is kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true because it's a little bit out there. But it's uh, that's wonderful that you were able to see them both. That's great. Yeah, and um, I I think it's interesting that I didn't even um, well, first of all, I didn't even know if Tom had off work because I was off for Good Friday, and um, I had asked him a couple weeks ago if he was if he was going to take Good Friday off. And he said, oh, I don't I don't know. And um, so I didn't even tell him I was going up there. Uh-huh. And, and then when I came back, we did our usual get-together for dinner. Turned out he had, he had the day off, too. Uh-huh. But, um, he didn't even tell me he was taking it off, so... But it just it just doesn't bother me anymore. Ah, that is um, well. That you know your your reality is about spending time with them, and he's he's always he hasn't he's never been very motivated or interested, right? Yeah, I'm sure. 
I'm pretty sure that if I had said I'd like to go up and see visit visit them in New York, he wouldn't have wanted to come. So um because the last time we we had a conversation, he basically feels like whenever I'm doing things that yes, I always invite him, but he always feels like he's sort of I'm 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 inviting him as an afterthought or something that yeah. it's not the two of us coming up with a plan and I said well it's really hard for the two of us to come up with a plan when we you don't seem to be interested except to go to Paris on this huge trip. You know, it kind of just goes around and around in this circle of him feeling anything I do is somehow neglecting him, and it's all on his terms. It feels like it's all on his terms, and I just can't take keep taking responsibility for him uh, feeling what he feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's that's a very good point. Very good point, and it's also. It's gonna say it's gonna save you a lot of energy if you actually, you know, just don't take take on the responsibility of navigating his his needs. Just as you're more in touch with yours, and um, it sounds like it's, you're moving in that direction. Well, you know, if my thinking is if he doesn't tell me he's taking the day off, right. To me, that says he's not interested in being with me that on that particular day. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna generalize it because I'm trying yeah. to become aware of of staying in the present about stuff. But, that sounds like uh, a very good plan to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Carol, I was thinking. I had two thoughts, and I'm I'm very happy to you know spend this time in whichever way it would best serve you. Um, so I, I thought of, uh, first I would love to hear from you what, what successes, what you have, have you knowledge, and I think that Friday was one, but in your words, what was the success since we last spoke? So that was one thing I wanted to uh, look at. And the other thing is, are you, because I've been thinking about our last, our last session, and I was thinking, okay, what would be the best way to serve, you know, to help you, to serve you, if? If you're interested really in developing your your private practice, um, so I spent I was co-leading uh, and learning a lot from a um, from this uh, colleague of mine in Arizona last week, and and I wanted to share some of the things that I've been shifting my business towards that has really brought in um, new clients and a different level of clients. So I was interested in sharing that with you. Um, mm-hmm. But I, of course, I would love to hear what is, you know what would be your intention because we can from here we can take it to continue to talk about your relationship and what is going on personally, or we could also look at what is happening uh, in your you know in terms of your your career, your business, uh, your your practice, and do you want to focus on that and develop that more to get you ready or to just enjoy it more so. Um, what would be your, you know, your desire, your intention? Uh, well, 
I think um I think it's it's hard to it's hard to get focused for me sometimes. Um yeah. I would like I would like to, I guess I I would like see I, I feel like the 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 part that's hard in terms of my practice is just coming to a decision and so I go back and forth on do I need do I need to make a decision to quit my job in order to work on this or can I just start should I is it you know I kind of get just stuck in the whole yeah. um mind so- one of the things that that I have noticed, and I think we have noticed over time, is that it's true. Decision making is something that is a little hard for you. Is that true? Being uh, yeah, I, you know, it depends. It depends. I mean, some of these big, some decisions have been. I just kind of it. Some decisions just come to me, and it makes sense, and I just go do it. You know, like there's been certain important decisions that I've made. That I think, oh, okay, I'll try that, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I, you know. And then other decisions, and I don't know if it's been, it's become harder for me to make decisions. And I don't know. So part of me thinks that's partly because of this long-time limbo situation I've been in with Tom. I just, oh, it's hard to know what is what is true for me at times. And, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and so it's... Because I start to hear... I start to hear his his critical voice in my head when I think, okay, this is what I want to do. And then I think, oh, okay, well, what, what would Tom say? And then I go down that... Um, Yeah. road of his um his thinking the way he thinks and on the one hand he's all about having control over his i mean that's why he's he's self-employed you know he he's hired all the time he he's hired by people to do work but it's not like he's an employee of people but he just thinks about things so differently than I do. Right. Well, one thing that one thing that could work is what would happen, in, um, and I would invite you to, to tap as we're talking. I don't know if you are. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause well, one thing that to have some my tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have mine over here as well. But one one thing would be, um, what if you were to make a decision for now? So, you know, you can make a decision, but you're trying it out. So it's not like, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we continue, actually, can you share with me what has been a success, as you know, as little or you know, as small or as big as um, that has happened in the last week. It can be absolutely anything, but something that you consider that was a success for you. What was a success for me? Yeah. 
Um, well, I've had I've had some I think very good uh, sessions that were successful. Wonderful. Um, were, were those individual or were they um, individual or couples? Um, okay. This past this past week. Uh, mostly individuals. Okay. I can't remember if I, I start to all run together. I can't remember if I had Yeah. Um, I have a new couple that I'm seeing tonight. Oh. And, do, you, uh, do you prefer working with couples? Well, I you know, I go back and forth. I, I don't know if I, I prefer. I, I mean, I think... I think a lot of people don't like to work with couples, so... They're challenging. It's, it's challenging. Yeah, I, so I, I feel like if it's something that I can do, I, there's certainly a market for that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've, you know, it, it is challenging, and I've, I've had some success where couples really you know turn things around and then I had a young a young couple recently that had only been married you know had only been married like two months and then they ended up deciding you know she she just she was going to get a divorce she decided she Mm -hmm. needed a divorce so um, even though I think they were starting to uh Listen to each other better. I think she had already, she was already coming in with that agenda. So once they're in that place, it's really hard to change things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, I I go back and forth with lots of different. You know, I like working with kids too, and. Right. Yeah. You know, but so. if you were to, if you were so. Um, so I'm curious. This is this is something that I was um, that I considered actually last time that we spoke. It was like ten days ago or so. And if you were to um, if you were to focus some energy on your practice mm-hmm. and and giving and just putting putting a little bit of energy in it in a in a more focused way in a limited mm-hmm. amount because I know that you have a full time job and there's too much and you cannot you know. You as we both saw, it's not sustainable to do a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Like, it's just not it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. What would it be like if you actually started putting energy into it? So it also you're also using your creativity, and I can share with you what kinds of things we could be doing together to help you create uh, your practice and do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can I can share with you some ideas uh-huh. because one idea that crossed my mind was what if you actually as the transition happens for fee for service to you know from as it is now to fee for service that you said it's going to happen either in July. I'm sorry, I didn't get that last question. When <clears throat> when is it that when is it that your the, uh, the clinic is changing to to fee for service is it in July? Oh, oh yes. Uh, well, yes. It's it's starting the the fees are starting in July, 
Um, we're going to still get some money through the end of December and then from the state. And then uh, mm-hmm. starting J- January 1st, they're going to be taking away all of the additional funding. So there's a little bit of peri- a time period where they're going to sort of transition from giving us the money uh, as we move into fee-for-service. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of in in my mind I was thinking, well, July 1st, I could I could sort of think July first and then but the backup is kind of like all right see how it goes through January January to January first go full mm-hmm. you know full time after yeah. as of as of January first two thousand seventeen yeah and uh, by then it'll be clear whether this this clinic is really sustainable or not. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and what I thought of is that at some point, if it, were, if it were for you, one of the possibilities is that you can actually be at the clinic part-time. So. Yeah, I, I, did, I was thinking about that as well, that maybe even sort of as a, maybe even as a contract basis or... Yeah. Uh, or just, you know, as a, a supervisor or something to do supervisory work or um, or go back to just being a, a fee-for-service clinician there for a few hours in addition. I, I imagine that they would really like to have you as a, as a supervisor because you're, you know, but what if they had you as a part-time basis, which would actually demand less of, you know, uh, resources for them? Right. Yeah. And that would be something to open up the conversation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I just I talked to my boss uh, a while ago about the idea of, of doing four days four days a week. Um, ideally, reducing the number of hours a little bit, but enough to still get my benefits. <laughs> um, and she, she she understood my wanting to do that, but at that time, she said she thought they would still need the full 35 hours a week um, but that was before we switched things around a little bit, and now with all this, maybe, maybe they would be open to right. Especially like so, thirty-five hours is that something that you have to be there five days? Oh no, it doesn't have to be five days. I think um, they would just probably like. have to have my, as long as I was there for all the meetings (laughs) in terms of the Right. um, But that would allow you to have actually more flexibility and time to focus on your practice. Mm -hmm. Right? And to develop more and put more energy. So um, I know that 
with that in mind and that possibility, um, one of the options is to continue as you're doing now, which is having, um, you know, having clients and using the insurance and so on. And another option is to branch out and have a little bit of promoting yourself in a way that you can have clients that are um, that are out of pocket, which would increase the amount that you get paid as well. Mm-hmm. And I, so I have, I can share with you a couple of ideas and why it would be important to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think it would be really great for you to focus, to, to focus some level of energy and attention to your practice. And, in, and I would say for something like, not, you know, not a huge amount of time, but if you were to say, you know, for the next three months or something like that, and you said, okay, I'm going to put more energy, even if it's, you know, just two hours to work on your practice, not not uh, in the practice, but on it, like as a business. Right. You know what I mean? And, and just say, okay, is this something that you enjoy doing? Is something that works for you? Is something that doesn't work for you? You know what I mean? So to... Almost to give it like um, give it a full try for a little bit of time and make mm-hmm. a decision. Mm-hmm. Because without that, it's actually hard to decide to to know like is this really something that um, that you're interested in and to do it in a certain way. Or um, <clears throat> I mean, there's, there's a various the model that you're doing is the one that. Um, would be similar to what you're doing, but on your own. I have a, I have a colleague and a very good friend, who she's very content doing having a full-time practice, uh, having insurance. She has a few people that is uh, that are out of pocket, but in general, she has a full practice. She works four and a half days a week, and she makes a really decent living. She, I think, she earns around a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know she sees clients just like you would at the clinic, only that then she processes the, you know, insurance and whatnot. Then another completely, you know, moving away from that model is creating programs where you actually your clients are not people that come session per session, and you're um, you're looking at. And you could definitely use part of the payment being insurance. You could do that, but it's a program where you actually are conveying a whole, a a different way of working. So you're actually helping somebody get from where they are to achieving their goal um, and, you know, creating something that is going to work for them in a a very specific way. So it's a little bit more instead of just straight therapy, there's more coaching involved because it's more directed. It's like result-oriented and it's time, you know, it's time-limited or time-defined. Does that make sense? Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's sort of all of all of these thoughts have been sort of rumbling around in my head. You know, since I had the class with you a year or so ago, I don't know how yeah. long ago it was now. Um, I mean, part of the reason why I want to redo the training with you guys, uh, get my certification, is to is to get things in place to, I guess, to to really be able to say, kind of 
get grounded that I feel really competent in what I am doing. Not that yeah. I'm, I don't feel competent, but, um, but I, you know, I have, I still have a lot of questions about what comes up and stuff. So I think that 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 step is also part of working towards my practice is doing that. And then I have been researching um, some stuff around my computer system to help manage my billing and things better. And I, I think I found a good software that it will be really simple to use and make things a lot more streamlined. So I have to so I have less time. Like it's the scheduling and the billing and everything is all kind of connected. Yeah. And it's not that expensive, and so I have been, I have been doing these little steps, um, and they they do a, a free trial. So I was thinking I would um, sign up for the free trial and just start using it to see how it helps me. And, that sounds like a great idea, absolutely. And Mark, uh, Mark is pretty computer savvy. Well, both Mark and David, and they said they would help. They could help me uh, work on connecting that with my website because people could go on my website and just schedule right from there, which yeah. would hook into my software, and they can they could actually get the the forms that I need them to fill out sent to them, and it's all yeah. sort of automated. So that would be really great. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I have been kind of working on this stuff in my in my head, and I just think um, so. I, so I have been kind of thinking of using the t- my the time I take off for vacation to um, focus on getting some of that worked out. Even though part of my my vacation, I'm going up one vacation. I'm going up for your training in April, but I have a few days at the beginning of the week that I can work on some stuff, and then and then I'll take a few weeks off in the summer and see how that goes. Um, so yeah, and I have been thinking about some some of that that idea of having a like a a six week. Uh, package for couples, for instance, to learn how to a new way to love each other or something like that, you know, um, yeah. and then yeah. teach them basically the process. Yeah, yeah, I think that that would be wonderful. Like improve com- communication and increase intimacy or increase, you know, emotional intimacy. Um, really, really important. Another thing is that it's really crucial, and this is is the part that I wanted to invite you on, to have a more more focused way of working for us, for the two of us, you and me, where um, if you're interested, it would be about creating a very, very clear, and and you know what, I may offer these after the training, Maybe over the summer, so I don't know how good it might be. I mean, maybe just a full week where I'm going to be teaching these components. 
you know how I always do a supervision afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. But after this training, I'm really because I have I have I'm shifting my practice to make it even tighter, like having a niche. And what I want is to actually help therapists and coaches create a business that is based on these principles. Um, mm-hmm. What is called, you know, service-based marketing, where you're actually both educating and serving your clients. A lot of clients don't actually have all the information, you know. Like you and I can sit and talk, and we have our lingo, you know. Like we talk about inner child work and releasing the blogs, and you know that whole thing that we talk about. Mm-hmm. But people that are, that we're serving not don't don't have that, you know. There may be couples that either never did therapy. Or you have it's been it's not something that is part of the way that they they function. You know what I mean. So a lot of it has to do with educating, so we can serve better. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah. So they uh, so yeah, talking in a language that they can understand. Exactly. So that is a huge piece. Another piece is how to I the the, the basis of these. And I can tell you very briefly what the components are, but the basis is like identify, like I like calling it, what is your like Aladdin's lamp? Like what is your zone of genius? Like what is it that you, and we talked a little bit about that, remember? Like what is the unique way that you help people shift and transform? Because there's something that, oh, and it's a combination of who you are, all your skills, the knowledge and training you had, and all of that combined together makes exactly who you, you know, who you are as a, as a coach, as a therapist, as a provider. And, and also giving yourself a really wonderful name. Would you like to be called, the, you know, the couple's mentor or the couple's, you know, something if you decided to work with couples. Mm-hmm. Or to identify who is it that, remember we did talk about who are the people that you, lo- you like you really enjoy serving the most. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really big because when you specialize in something, it's incredible that your, your, you know, your authority and credibility just jump up. Just, mm-hmm. That's how it works. Um, and I know that you can work with everybody and that you, not, you like variety. Is that true? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess there is a part of me that... Um, I guess I, wor- I worry that if I only work with a certain kind of people that it will get, I don't know if it will get boring, but it would get too intense or especially with couples. If I'm only working with couples, I'm, I might feel like I'm overloaded or something. Although I, at the same time, I understand that if I get, if that is my focus, it will definitely force me to really hone my skills so it would be better in the long run in some ways to then just just better, you know improve i suppose at the same time yeah. yeah absolutely i mean it's it's um it's a cool it's really an interesting um, I mean, and I can tell you a lot more about it, but I don't want to spend a lot more time before um, hearing from you. What would be, what would you like to have, you know, the, the the last half hour that we have together today, what would you like the intention to be? 
you want us to talk about your practice? Is that something that it's you know it's um, is a focus that you want to bring in? It sounds like you are there, but I want to hear from mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I guess um, I think. I mean, I mean, I think I'm moving in the in the right direction in terms of my practice. I think it's still fuzzy. You know, I guess it's just. Um, How how it's all going to play? So there's a part of me that's very restless to get going on it on it, and and it, it is it keeps going to that. I I read this book, it's like a really easy read. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Don Miguel Ruiz. Are you familiar mm. with him? I don't know. I don't know. Tell me a little bit about it. He, well, he's um. He's a um, um, uh, what is it? He's a master. He's from Mexico. Uh, he comes out of the Toltec tradition, which is about um, the old masters from the some a- ancient uh, practice. Anyway, yeah. he has he has these books, um, the Four Agreements. <laughs> The four agreements, yes, yes, I definitely yes. know about those. Yes. Okay. Well, sort of a an offshoot of that is this one book called The Mastery of Love, a Practical Guide to the Art of Relationships. And so what basically what he talks about is that everything most humans do is out of is based out of fear. <clears throat> and um to really to really come out of that place of of fear is is the first the first step is just becoming aware of it and I I think there is still this um, part of me that is is so fearful all the time and even over the weekend not so much when I was with my boys but with when I was with Tom. I know. I just noticed things that I would say when I would when I would pay attention, and probably because of the way this guy writes about it, it's it's kind of like it was in my consciousness that oh, all right, I said that because I was afraid of this, Bob, you know, and I, I just mm-hmm. have become so much more aware of <clears throat> that state on me and wanting to that I that I think when as I be, let myself become more aware of that I think things will just start to become more clear and yes. it's kind of kind of reclaim it's partly becoming aware of the fear and then reclaiming my my the essence of who I am and I think I've noticed that that's starting to happen in when I'm with Tom in that I I see I guess I see him so much more clearly than because I'm seeing myself more clearly. I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, are you okay? So, 
think so that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's just what you know, so there's part I like I like talking about my practice and my and um getting clear on those on those ideas. But there's also this part of me that uh feels like there's still there's still a lot of unresolved stuckness that once I get <laughs> I can be both and, you know, I can work on these things towards my practice and still try to resolve my fear. I don't want to get into that either or but yeah. um I you. Yeah. So one thing that as I as I'm hearing you talk Remember that I mentioned, um, I think I may have mentioned briefly, I don't know how much I told you about the soul profiles. Have I mentioned that, Carol, to you? Profile? The soul profiles. Like what is the profile of your soul? Like you will, we are all born with a particular soul profile. Mm. Uh, No, I don't don't think we've talked about that specifically that way, no. But the reason that I mention is that as you keep on talking, it's becoming more and more clear to me that um, it's very likely that one of your your primary profile it could is a creative idealist, and I think that it's the creative idealist. Um, and from what you mentioned as a child, I think that it really fits you. And I'm gonna I share with you the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because it's to me, is an extremely powerful way of looking at yourself, becoming more aware of who you are, and especially understanding your fear. So would you like me to share some with you about yes. it? Yes. Okay. Now, as I do these, I would really encourage you to tap. And the reason that I, that I ask you to tap is, and I tap with you, is that I really believe that is, I'm going to share information and your you know your brain is going to be capturing concepts and ideas but if you tap it's like your whole body your whole nervous system is also inviting you know a new possibility becoming aware of what I'm sharing with you in a different way at a deeper level and you and we have a conversation from a deeper place as well okay okay so the soul profiles are based on do you remember Alexander Lowen uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. This was this person, this, this guy, who was I think it was a psychiatrist or psychologist, developed the five, you know, five profiles of people that, but they were like mentally ill. And Reese Thomas has done like the, the, you know, I would say the healthier or the enlightened version of those profiles. And I have, I have studied them and of course made them my own with my own, you know, my own perspective. The part that I really like about it is that each profile has a purpose. Like it, 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 it has, we have a light side and a shadow side to become aware of, and then it's also important. Like, what is it, the deepest quality of who we are from that place? And it's something that we're born with. So it's not something that we inherit or we can change. It's not like a personality type. It's a lot mm-hmm. deeper. Um, mm-hmm. So the creative idealist is, is um, the person, Stefan's primary profile is this one. And I believe it might be yours. It's, um, it's a very, mm, it's someone that has, has to, tends to be creative, loves to have ideas. They like a lot of interest. 
like, you know, you have your sewing and you have, you like being physical and you love your dancing and you like, you know, helping people and you like being part of your church and having friends. Like, there's a lot to your life. You're mm-hmm. not someone that is very linear in that sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, as children, they really enjoy spending time on their own, even though they would like connection. They they can entertain themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like, they, you know, like they when you know they they create kind of like an imaginary place where they're like um, just being being like happy and they're very full of energy and very whimsical. There's a lot of fun, like mm-hmm. a baking. You know, um, they tend to have a beautiful sense of humor and. Um, there's a light, there's a beautiful light quality that is very fun and very energy and love and like embracing life from a very vital and fun place. Does that resonate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, now, yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is that you have, I, I believe that you have the knowledgeable achiever, which is the the knowledgeable achiever is the one that is always very interested in learning more about life. It's like the eternal student of life, wanting to learn more and know and um, often uh, self, self-taught self or just, you know, they love reading books about um, new things that they can explore or develop. Like when you were talking last week, or you know, actually it was Friday of the previous week, but like how you go, hang, you know, gang-ho about something when you really love it and you want to really learn it. Um, I think it's part of that knowledgeable achiever in you, like wanting to have mastery over what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the quality, see, in the in the light, the creative ideas, which might be your primary, um, in your light, you're fun, you're very vivacious, vibrant, and it's, it's, there's a bubbly energy, that energy that other people may think that is too much, uh, it's actually a characteristic that needs to be explored and needs to be expressed. And it's about bringing fun and almost like a childlike quality to life. No matter how old you are, there's a childlike quality of, you know, the enjoyment and having fun. Um, and because of such a childlike quality, then it can, it can be criticized and it, as a child, they become very sensitive. So they tend to hide and become afraid. So fear is the primary feeling of the creative idealist. Mm-hmm. And in, like when things happen, anything that comes, you know, comes the way, they pos- they interpret as possible as a possible threat. So when you mention fear, it's like it's very important to, like you said, become aware and recognize it and not let it completely um, overwhelm you or um, or block you in, in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think uh, what, what I like about the, 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 the way this author described, Ruiz described the state that humans, are in is how he talks about that we don't have a real choice, you know, that when we're, I mean, we're brought into the world as this perfect energy, but then um, it gets, it gets wounded and all, all of that stuff. And we've just learned 
we've learned how to master, in a sense, we've learned how to master all these other things like fear and anger and frustration. We, we've learned how to master them because that's what we've been taught. Right. And so it's kind of this recognition that in order to master love, you have to become aware of those, obviously. I mean, this is nothing This is nothing new in a, from a psychological or therapy standpoint, but um, I guess just the way he described it, that when you can recognize that everybody you come in contact with is is also coming out of their their fear, and mm-hmm. that in so in that way, when you can recognize that and not take basically not take anything personally that people they're, they're coming out of their own experience and that um, yeah you know I kind of lost where I was going with that but. Well, like just that you, yeah, go ahead. Just, just to, to, um, it, it's that sort of non-judgmental place, you know, like he was talking about, you know, when you see a cat, you don't expect the cat to be any different than being a cat, <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. And that yeah. as, as a human, this is what we do. We, we master all of these fear-based behaviors because that's what humans do, but we can achieve different because of our brains are different than, you know, a cat brain. But, um, so yeah, so it was kind of that, that being really loving is not about um, not having all these, fears but to be to to recognize that they're based on just a dream or they're, they're, right. the fears are just based on this dream that happened maybe maybe never really happened you know we we have perceptions of our childhood that are from childhood but we still don't know what the reality is we just get scared for one reason or another <laughs> Exactly. And then I think that it's also crucially important that we also recognize that even with the fear, right, becoming aware of it and yet moving through it, like recognizing it and that so it doesn't become a paralyzing. You're still, we're still tapping, right, together here? Yes. Good. It's happening. So, good. Because that, so I see that if you didn't have a fear, which I think this is a key question, if you were not afraid, what would be the next step that you would like to take in your life? If fear was not part of the picture, or if it was part of the picture, but you said, wow, look, there's a part of me that is afraid, and I'm still going to walk forward. I'm still going to take that this step. What would that step be? Um, well, my mind kind of jumps from um, um, to, you know, focusing on my practice, but then also just, li- I guess, just living my life without having to worry about anybody else. <laughs> that sounds so selfish, but... um 
Yeah, no, but that sounds, at this point in your life, I think that it sounds perfect. You know, I guess it's just... um... And what would that look like? Tell me, describe it. Like, if you were to focus on your practice and live your life in a way where you're not worrying about others, what would that look like? See, again, I think that the fear here might be, like with your comment, that that sounds selfish, it might be that the fear is that if you were to live your life without, you know, without um, worrying about others, that you would become this, like, you know, mean person, which I think, Mm -hmm. again, it's like the idea with becoming like your dad, being manic or, you know, developing some sort of, like, you know, manic tendency I think that that is part of the fear, right? The fear is that you could become like your dad if you really let your energy lose. Um, the fear is that you may become like a, you know, a bad person or perceived as a bad person, like it happened with Greg, right? Um, but in in reality, the truth is that even though that you're afraid of that, the reality is that you could never be your dad because you're you. Mm-hmm. The reality is that you can never be a mean person because you're a, you have a wonderful heart, and even if you were ever gonna hurt somebody, it would never be intentional. Yeah. You know, I was talking with someone and coaching somebody this past week at a training, and she was also very afraid of something. And I said, you know what? I have to tell you, I totally honor that fear that you have, and yet the possibilities of you, in your case, Carol, become being selfish and mean or uncaring towards others is probably the same probability that you could become aware. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, could you, there's no chance that you could become a whale. You know, a whale is the ocean. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but in our minds, if we don't vo- give it voice, those fears can really block our progress. Right. So, just for a moment, just for just suspend the idea, really honoring all the fears and suspending the possibility that you would be seen as mean or hurtful. And what would you what would it look like for you to move forward in your life doing what you want to do? I guess I just have this sense of finally being free to to just participate in things that come up, uh, you know, whether it's invitations from my friends or things that go on at my church or um, political events, you know. I mean, obviously there's, there's only enough, there's only so many hours in the day, but a lot of times things will come up or I'll hear about things and, and it kind of goes through my mind, oh, that would be nice to do. And then then my other part of my mind just kind of goes, well, I can't do that because then I won't see Tom or that won't, or he won't want to go or, and then he'll be, I'll feel like he's, you know, it's always about his, what what's on his agenda or not on his agenda. And I mean, now it's, I feel less, a little bit less like that because I feel like he's kind of he told me he's just decided we're <laughs> we are what we are and 
um, if things are different, I have to make it different. And so I don't know what else to do to make it different. So I just have to be myself. And um, so, yeah, so my, my vision is that I would just feel free to participate in the things that make me happy. And how could that be hurtful to anybody at all? If you just imagine for a moment, and if you just, if you're tapping, stop tapping, and put your mm-hmm. hand in your heart, put one hand in your heart, and just take a really nice breath. And imagine yourself feeling free. And this is you in the near future. It could be this coming weekend. It could be next month. It could be tomorrow. But it's you feeling internally this amazing space of freedom within you. To say yes to what actually really floats your boat, like what makes Mm. you happy, right? Mm. And breathe in into your heart, into your whole body, this awareness, this possibility. And notice that, yes, it, it is true, it's possible that others, or Tom and other people may have a reaction, but notice how big that reaction is. Is it really something that totally prevents you from being happy, from doing what you love doing, what would make you feel free and happy in your life? Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Um, I guess I was thinking that um, um, I think I'm finally sort of realizing that no, no matter what I do, whether I constrict myself or let myself be free, other people are going to be are going to do whatever it is they do. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, <clears throat> Carol, I really have to tell you, you need to listen to this again. And I would love for you to just to hear yourself say that. Because I mm-hmm. just heard you say that if you feel free and you do what you love doing and you are happier, other people are going to have and are going to do whatever they do, and it's really not up to you. Is that is that what you said? Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that um, you know, I think all my life I've, <clears throat> I've, I've behaved in a way from this construct in my own mind <laughs> about yes. my, my responsibility to to other people's comfort or happiness or whatever. And um, that is just a total construct. So if I, that they, you know, they're not, they have their own construct and that's up to them, but 
um, yeah, it's not my responsibility. And, and is, it, is it okay? So I want you to, con- to just close your eyes, take a breath, and consider the possibility of that construct, that belief system that you've been carrying for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. But in, in this very moment, 9.57 a.m. of March 28, 2016, you are choosing to put that backpack full of those beliefs down. And I want you to leave, I invite you to do that if you feel that you're right, you know, that you're ripe to do it. If you're ready to do it, like I want you to visualize physically taking this backpack off and slowly and gently putting it on the ground, which is the idea, this construct that you have a responsibility that determines how others feel, how others behave, that depends on you. Are you willing to put that down? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Uh, Okay, so take a big breath and just really a sigh out, like, ah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, sigh out. How does it feel in your back and your shoulders? Notice how it feels to just not be carrying that idea, that belief. Yeah, I think I think um it does feel a lot lighter. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, right? So this is what I would love for you to do, Carol. Notice every time throughout the day that you you know, that for a split second you may sense that you have that backpack on. And take a breath, and as you breathe out, remember to just take it off and mm-hmm. blow it out and say, okay, just for now, I'm not going to carry this backpack. I'm not going to carry this construct. I mean, for some reason, I saw it as a backpack mm-hmm. because it sounds like something that has probably been weighing on your back and shoulders, and that's usually mm-hmm. where we put responsibility. But if it feels like... Like anything else, it's just I want you to visualize it in that in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would invite you to do what I what I have learned um, as a five minute journaling. Okay, mm-hmm. so every morning I'm going to invite you to journal. You can do it in the evening as well, and it it really literally can take you five minutes. Mm-hmm. So. The first thing that I want you to write is one miracle, small or large, that happened that day, or if you're doing it in the morning, the previous day. And it could be absolutely anything, anything at all. Mm -hmm. You know, like like something that, you know, you really wanted, uh, you know, took place that you didn't think that it was going to, anything at all. The second (laughs) thing is, I usually do it in the morning. So the first one would be a miracle that happened the previous day. The second thing is one thing that you're grateful for and write three things very specific 
to bring that gratitude into your heart, which opens your um, manifesting power in a big way. The gratitude is the energy of attracting, attracting more of what you want. So when you're grateful about something, more things that you're grateful about come to you. To you, it's really, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So anything in your life, it could be, you know, your home, and what are three things that you really love about your home? And the last thing is, what would make this day really wonderful for you? Okay. And in that, I would invite you to to talk about what one thing you could do or be that would be about bringing that beautiful energy that you have and it would also mean that you're letting go a little bit of the fear. Noticing and honoring it and saying, thank you for being here. And whenever we meet next time, I would love to talk about how fear can is a part of you that is wanting to keep you safe. Right? That wants to, it's a younger part that wants to to make sure that you're not going to be exposed, that you're not going to be putting yourself too out there, that you're not going to do anything crazy. But that little, that part of you that we can call fear, it's a much younger part of you that doesn't know how much you have grown. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this was good. Yeah, this was a really fabulous session, wasn't it? I think that it was really, we got to a really great place. Yeah, because I, th- I think um, I think once I once I can kind of release a lot of that old shit, pardon my friend. French, oh, go for it. <laughs> it keeps just it's just so uh, annoying. <laughs> yes, yes, and, it, and I, the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just I, I just would like to break. Free. It's it, yeah. it's for so long. I just feel like I'm right there, and then I I can't make that final just cutting through yeah. the to the open space somehow. Yeah. So it would be whenever we meet again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to address and to read directly. We would do the we would go straight into doing the deep healing with that part of you addressing her because because if that's the part that at the core is actually your saboteur, their inner saboteur that you have within you <clears throat> is that part of you that is afraid mm-hmm. and is holding you back and is actually not allowing you to make decisions and keeping you <clears throat> from what she feels that may be the possible mistakes mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not and it's not about doing anything drastic. It's not like you have to quit your job and leave um in a week. You know, so it's not about that. It's about right. starting to take steps with more clarity and embracing that love that you have instead of being held by the fear. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, okay. I really, really, I really encourage you to listen to these. Um, that these recording, especially the 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 second half of it, okay? Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. And I look forward to seeing you on my calendar again whenever you okay. whenever you are ready. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome.
Well, this, right. well this, is, this, is, this is actually, we're really getting to the core here. I think that we're making a big, big change now. Yeah. Yes. All right. Looking All forward. Right. Write to me and let me know when you discover some miracles that are starting to happen and be happy to, to read okay. about them, okay? Okay, I will. Good. Okay, big talk to you, Carol. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.